coming up today on The Dwelling Place. And I think there's a daily provision that God has provided for us. And it's three things. Very simple. It's the Word of God, it's prayer, and it's fellowship. You say, well, no, that's too simple. No, I, it's, but it's, it's really profound. And why is it that we struggle with that? And if we're not really mindful of, of the provision God has given to us, that, that this is the means by which God can, can give us strength and God speaks to us and all, we need prayer, we need the Word, we need fellowship, we need those three things. You show me a believer who's totally discouraged, or show you someone who's doing probably not one of those things, two of those things, or all three. Maybe not two. Dwelling place, dwelling place, dwelling place, you are my dwelling place, dwelling place, dwelling place. Calvary Worship Center presents The Dwelling Place with Pastor Al Pittman. God has a great deal to teach us through the words in the Bible, but too often we tend to concentrate more on the New Testament. There's a great deal of inspiration and edification to be found in the Old Testament as well. Told in an easy narrative tone, the book of Joshua follows the life and times of Joshua, who was charged with the not-so-easy task of leading the Israelites into the Promised Land. Although Joshua encountered opposition, God made good on his promise to never leave him. Let's see what we can take away from that, shall we? Here's Pastor Al now to unfold the story for us. Joshua chapter 1, and we are continuing, the name of our series has been Courageous Warrior, and today we're going to talk about moving forward in the Lord as a courageous warrior in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Moving forward. We'll be looking at verses 10 to 18 today, so uh, we'll finish chapter 1, praise the Lord. But forward, when you think about it, forward is always the direction of faith. God doesn't want us shrinking back. Did you know that? Always calling us forward. That's why we live by faith, because faith is always moving forward. Jeremiah chapter 7, the Bible says, but this is, the Lord God says, but this is what I commanded them, saying, obey my voice, and I will be your God, and you shall be my people, and walk in all the ways that I have commanded you, that it may be well with you. Yet they did not, speaking of the people of Israel at that time, they did not obey or incline their ear, but followed the counsels and dictates of their evil hearts and went backwards, not forward. God is always calling us forward. Isaiah also says in Isaiah chapter 43, it says, Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing, the Lord says. Now it shall spring forth. Uh, forth shall you not know it. I will even make a road in a wilderness and rivers in the desert. And then Paul the Apostle, about speaking about moving forward in our faith, testified in Philippians chapter 3 that I press toward, that is forward, to the goal for the goal, the, the goal for the prize, rather, of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. I'm pressing forward. I'm moving forward. I'm moving upward in my call in Christ Jesus. God wants you moving forward. Sometimes we feel like we're in neutral or whatever, but God's direction, the direction of faith, is always moving forward. And as we'll see within our text, uh, 
Forward faith is what I like to call it. Forward faith uh, requires really two spiritual components for the believer's journey. We're all on a journey. We're walking with Christ. And, and it requires two components to continue that forward momentum in our lives. And they are, within our, from our text today, order and unity. Those two things I'm going to talk to you about today, order in unity, in and unity. Uh, the command to cross over the Jordan had been given to Joshua, as we saw in the previous weeks. And, and now Joshua is calling the children of Israel to order, and he's calling them to unity to move them forward across the Jordan River uh, into the land of Canaan. That is the land that God had promised them. This is an important message, I believe, because it helps us to understand how we can continue to maintain a forward progression in our faith and our walk with Jesus Christ. I pray that this word will truly bless you and encourage you uh, in your life, in your forward progression in the Lord. To move forward, number one, we, we have to have order. And this is what Joshua calls them to in verses 10 and 11. You read along with me and it says, Then Joshua commanded the officers of the people, saying, Pass through the camp and command the people, saying, Prepare provisions for yourselves. For within three days you will cross over this Jordan to go in to possess the land which the Lord your God is giving you to possess. He's calling them to order. But notice what he's executing here is something that's called, and many have called, a mosaic form of leadership. What is a mosaic form of leadership? Well, it was inspired by, really, uh, Jethro, that is Moses' father-in-law in in Genesis chapter uh, 18. Uh, What was happening there, Moses was trying to rule the people and judge all the issues that the people had and he to oversee all those issues. And Jethro, his father-in-law, came to him and said, hey, Mo, the thing you do is not wise. He didn't call him Mo. He just said, hey, Moses, the thing you do is not wise, man. You can't oversee all these people and make all the judgments. You know, you need to, to get a bunch of guys together and have, help, have them help you or uh, appoint them to help you. Uh, settle some of these cases. And then those things that are really hard, they can come to you. But, but you need help. You can't do it all on your own. And so out of it, uh, some people believe we have what is called a mosaic form of leadership. What is that? Well, God speaks to the leader. In this case, it's Joshua. And Joshua speaks to his officers or those co-leaders underneath him. And the officers speak to the people. It's called, in many cases, a mosaic form of leadership. Uh, so that, uh, you know, the leadership or the leadership of the people is shared. But the people, the officers were to go after they got the new, the commandment for Joshua was going to command the people. And so you have the mosaic form of, of government there or leadership. But note something here, order. He said, we need to call the people to order, inform the people, call them to order. Order requires action. You know, things are just not placed in order and then it's, no, it requires action. It requires preparation. And he called the people and had the leaders call the people to prepare provisions for the journey. Requires preparation. Order requires preparation. Now, spiritually speaking, we, we cannot move forward in our own personal lives or in this church without order, without, if you will, preparation. And what is preparation? It's just really, you think about another uh, act of faith. Preparation is evidence of expectation. Preparation is evidence of expectation in God or faith in God. 
you know, when you move to, from an old house to a new house, you've got to prepare, amen? And uh, you've got to put things in boxes, and you've got to mark them so you don't lose stuff or what have you. Of course, that's not what my wife and I did a couple of years ago when we moved from uh, the east side over to the west side. And uh, it's interesting. Just a, a little bit of uh, word of advice here. Uh, don't buy a house around Christmas, amen? <laughs> that's, that was one of the toughest moves ever. And uh, we bought the house, but there's a lot of things going on. You know, the pastors are really busy around Christmas, number one. And, and number two, about, a, about 30 days later, we were on our way to Israel. And then we got back from Israel, COVID hit. <laughs> it was a great time. Amen. <laughs> but we've got stuff. I mean, we get to the point where we're preparing. We're trying to put stuff in boxes. After a while, I was just throwing stuff in the... <laughs> I mean, it was, like, it was, it was a mess. It's, st- it's still a mess. Amen. Uh, <laughs> Amen. So, but uh, it, it was, it, you know, when you're moving, the point is, I make it, is you got to prepare. You got to put, you know, the smart people put things in boxes and they mark them with color coding and this goes in this room and that, you know, you're all prepared. I hate people like that. But anyway, you're, you're organized, you know what you're doing, you know. <laughs> I need to be more like that. So they're getting ready to move over across the Jordan and he's calling them to prepare. He's calling them to order and order requires preparation. There's really, uh, you know, for them to, set aside or get for themselves, provide their own provisions. Now, I thought about that in a spiritual sense. What is our provision as believers? And I think there's a daily provision that God has provided for us. And it's three things, very simple. It's the word of God, it's prayer, and it's fellowship. You say, well, no, that's too simple. No, I, it's, but it's, it's really profound. And why is it that we struggle with that? And if we're not really mindful of, of the provision God has given to us, that, that this is the means by which God can can give us strength and God speaks to us and all. We need that. We need prayer. We need the word. We need fellowship. We need those three things. You show me a believer who's totally discouraged. I'll show you someone who's doing probably not one of those things, two of those things, or all three. Maybe not doing. Pastor Al will be back in a moment with part two of today's message in Joshua chapter one. As we course our way through the year 2023, there are some very heavy challenges ahead for each of us. Would you like someone to pray for you? We would count it a real blessing to be able to do that. So share your prayer needs with us by going to our website, cwccs.org, and click the Need Prayer tab at the top of the homepage. That's cwccs.org. And thanks for remembering the dwelling place in your prayers as well. Now here's Pastor Al once again in Joshua chapter 1. We need the Word of God because His Word is a lamp to my feet and light to my path. I can't do battle against the enemy without the sword of the Spirit. I need prayer. I need that intimacy with God. i got to stay in communication with the Lord because I'm a weirdo without God. <laughs> Amen. I'm, I am weird, you know. And, and uh, my wife would testify to it. But anyway, it's just, <laughs> but you're like, without God, I'm nothing. Lord, I can do nothing without you, and I am nothing without you. Amen. <laughs> I've got to stay connected to the vine. And, and the only way you do that is through prayer. It's not a seminar. It's your own personal prayer life. And then fellowship. Oh, man, fellowship is so important. And I thank God for those of you who are watching online and, and all, but fellowship is so important. And as we come together today, you know, the fellowship, you know, we're not only fellowshipping here, but they're fellowshipping online as well. It, it is so sweet. You know, behold how good and how pleasant it is when the brethren dwell together in unity. The fellowship of the saints is so important in the church. And boy, we, we, we watch you guys online. Man, you guys were blessed. Oh, my Lord. Uh, Pastor Nathan's message the first, that, that uh, first week we're on vacation, and, and uh, you know, I thought, well, no sense in me going back. Uh, <laughs> and, then, and then 
Then Ed Taylor showed up, man, and oh, what a powerful message. A dear friend of mine in the Lord and, and uh, just uh, ministered so powerfully. And, and it was just such, such a great thing. And it's wonderful to sit there and to watch you guys online because sometimes you can't get out and find a good church. And so we, we watch it online. And, and uh, that's great. But, you know, for me personally, I'm just saying Zoom can only do so much for me. I just love the fact that I can come in and see your smiling faces. All in your places with your smiley faces, sunshiny faces, and, and, and hug somebody and love somebody. Oh, the fellowship of the saints is so precious, and I thank God for each and every one of you. So we really miss that, that fellowship. we got to get back home, amen? So we love you guys so much. But, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's important for us to fellowship as believers. So the Word of God, and God's going to provide provision for us. We need His Word. We need prayer. We need each other. And let me just add that in these last days... You need the church more than you think. You, you better get to know somebody. Amen. <laughs> and you might need to borrow some eggs and different things. And Amen. Now, who knows? We, we're going to need each other. And it's so important for us to be connected. That's why we promote our life groups and all that. But so that we can build community. Because if they lock the doors and we can't get in here anymore, is the church going to fall apart? But if, you're, if you have life groups and you have community, the fellowship will continue, amen, and the church will continue to grow. Doing ministry from house to house, just like they did in the book of, the, uh, the book of Acts. But note something here that Joshua commanded them to, again, make provision, yes, for themselves, for yourselves. There's a great lesson here for us as believers in, in moving forward in the Lord is that, you know, we need to have our own provisions, Make provision for yourself. In other words, every household, and Joshua was commanding every household to have provision, their own provision. Israel, think about it this way. Israel could not move forward collectively without provision, providing provision for themselves individually. They could not move forward collectively without individual provision. Now, it's so important for us to understand that, and, and this is why it's important, because the same thing applies to the church when you think about it. You want to find a healthy church. If you find a healthy church, it's because there are people in there who have individual provision. They're providing provision for themselves. Their provision is in the Lord, but they have provision in the Lord for themselves. Sometimes people come to church and they think, oh, I'm coming to church so I can get Jesus. Don't come to church to get Jesus. Bring Jesus with you. Amen. And as we all show up with our own provision, then the Lord is glorified. That's what happens. It's a spiritual principle. As we all have our own provision, the Lord is glorified collectively when we come together. But don't come in here, I'm here to get Jesus. <laughs> no, you should have brought him with you. I thank the Lord that he's here. Amen. But I mean, again, for the church, speaking to the church, that you, you know, should bring Christ with you. We live in this consumer-driven culture, even in the church. And it's like, you know, I come to consume, consume, you know. Ah, 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 pastor. <laughs> but you ought to be here to give of the provision that God has granted to you, of the hope and the joy and the peace and the power, the faithfulness of Christ in your life. That's what you're coming in with. Amen. You may have had a bad week or things are not going well or whatever, but still, God has been faithful. And you bring that in with you, your own provision. Bring your own provision. I call it BYOP. Amen. I, I, I know I said a few weeks ago, BYOB, bring your own Bible. Now, this is BYOP, bring your own provision. Amen. Spiritual provision. 
a testimony of what God has done for you, the faithfulness of God in your life, his peace, his joy, the power of God, how he's been working in your life. You come in with a testimony on your lips with the provision of God. Now, here's what happens if we don't do this. And I see people do this a lot. It, it, you know, it, when babies are nurtured in the womb of the mother by the umbilical cord, correct? Providing the baby with nutrients and oxygen. And I think sometimes, spiritually, we, we can take our umbilical cords, and I've seen people do this. They go from church to church to church to church, can't find any place where they're really satisfied because they're looking for somebody to plug their umbilical cord into to provide for them the spiritual nurturing and oxygen that should be coming from Jesus Christ. Amen? And, and that's deadly. You know, it's like you go in this church, that then, you know, you just can't walk around with your cord. Hey, pastor, come here. I want to talk to you for a minute. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not your Savior. Nothing wrong with bearing one of the burdens, but I'm not your Savior. Nobody can be your Savior. Nobody can provide for you the nutrients and the oxygen of your faith but Jesus. And, and, and let me just say, by the way, amen, give him praise and glory, amen. If you are single, remember when you enter into a relationship with someone, BYOP, bring your own provision. Pastor Allen met somebody online, he's wonderful, oh, that's great. Make sure you BYOP. Because if you don't and you won't show up in a relationship holding your umbilical cord, trying to attach it to them, it'll become idolatry. And when that person walks out of your life, you're, you're devastated. You're at home, you're eating bonbons, you're listening to those sad songs. You ain't taking a bath for a week, you just, you can't move. Because your umbilical cord was plugged in the wrong source. You go into the relationship, BYOP, amen. Say, so you can walk out of my life, but you want my provision in the first place. Jesus is. BYOP, bring your own provision. And it's healthy. And two people come into a relationship together and they have bring their own provision. I'm not depending on you to make me happy. I've got Jesus. I'm not depending on you to fill a void in my, you know, Christ has filled that void. So that you're dependent upon God, you're not left devastated, and whether the relationship works or not, you can still move forward because you have your own provision. Amen? Amen. I don't give out too much single advice because I have a master's degree in marriage. Amen. I've <laughs> <laughs> been married a long time. But I know that works. It works in your marriage as well. BYOP. Make provisions for yourself. Bring your own provision. It's so important for us to remember that in our walk with the Lord. God has provided provision for you through faith in Jesus Christ. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> I, the Lord has to put the cookies on the bottom shelf for me, so to speak. Amen. He has to, he has to make it real simple, real plain for me. But he must be my only provision. He must be your only provision, or you're not going to be able to move forward. Your walk with the Lord will be dependent upon circumstances, situations, and people, and you can never move forward. But in Christ, you always can. I love what the psalmist declared in Psalm 140, 142. I cried out to you, O Lord. I said, you are my refuge, my portion, in the land of the living. What is your portion in the land of the living? Is it your feelings? Is it other people? 
You'll never do. Only when the Lord is your portion in the land of the living can you continue to move forward. And then again, the Lord has to put the cookies on the bottom shelf for me. And, okay, Lord, I get all that. I know, you know, I need the word, I need prayer, I need fellowship. And, and can you make it more plain for me? And Jesus did. He simplified it for us. You know the scriptures. Many of you do. When he said in Matthew chapter 6, here's how you get your provision. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these other things shall be added. All the provision you think you need, God says, I will add. But here's what you need to do first. Put the cookies on the bottom shelf for me, Lord, where I can reach them. He said, here they are. Seek first my kingdom, my righteousness, and all the other things shall be added. So here's what this all has to do with order. We're still on the first point. Order. (laughs) And that is when we seek God first, there is order in our lives. You know, when I'm not seeking the Lord first, my life is whacked. But when I put the Lord first as a priority, my life is placed in order and his provision is provided for me for the journey. As simple as that. So Joshua calls the people to order. God calls our lives to order. And order begins with seeking Jesus first. The second component, if you will, required to move forward for forward momentum in our faith is unity. It's unity, uh, I might just say it with one another, but also unity first and foremost with God. We'll get to that in a moment. But verses 12 to 18, Joshua basically calls them to unity because he addresses three tribes here, three of the 12 tribes of Israel, actually two and a half tribes. He addresses the tribe of the Reubenites and the, and the Gadites and the half tribe of the tribe of Manasseh. And so these two and a half tribes, he reminds them of uh, the agreement that Moses had made with them. You see, these two and a half tribes did not want, they wanted to go over and possess the promised land, but, but they wanted to settle on the east side of the Jordan. And so in Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy chapter, uh, chapter 3, verse, I'll get it here, 3, verses 12 to 14, is where Moses agreed with these two and a half tribes that they can settle on the east side of the Jordan. But it was all conditional, providing they would help conquer the land. He said, once you help us, uh, uh, you can rest once we've achieved the conquest. <laughs> and, and, and once we've uh, conquered the land of Canaan, then you can go over and you can settle. This has been The Dwelling Place, featuring the Bible teaching ministry of Pastor Al Pittman, Senior Pastor at Calvary Worship Center in Colorado Springs, Colorado. If you enjoy Pastor Al's teaching ministry, we have some good news for you. You can listen, watch, or download an archive of past messages with a simple mouse click at cwccs.org. Just click the Messages tab at the top of the page. And while you're checking out our website, be sure to download the Calvary Worship Center app for your device and take Pastor Al wherever you go. The Dwelling Place is also available at oneplace.com. And I'd also like to ask you to take a few moments today to send Pastor Al an email and let him know that you enjoy The Dwelling Place on this station. You can also share a prayer request with us. Just send an email to amen at cwccs.org. Have you considered becoming a financial supporter of The Dwelling Place? We really need your support to keep this radio ministry going and growing. You can support this program with a one-time gift or become a monthly supporter. If you'd like to join our support team, you can do so at our website, cwccs.org or by texting the word GIVE to 719-354-2778.
If you live in the Colorado Springs area and are looking for a church home, or you'll be visiting the area in the future, we invite you to come join us for worship here at Calvary Worship Center. You'll find directions and more information at cwccs.org. And no matter where you are, you can watch our services via live streaming right there at our website. You'll find directions and service times for both locations at cwccs.org. Have a wonderful day in the Lord, and join us next time for another study in God's wonderful Word. The Dwelling Place with Pastor Al Pittman is presented by Calvary Worship Center in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Dwelling.